one of the specific things we found in the in the research was that our own employees didn't feel like they had permission to talk about PepsiCo, and one of the key things that the training does is tell them you have permission to talk about PepsiCo as long as you're abiding by the guidelines from the, the social media policy. That's Sharon McIntosh, Senior Director of Global Internal Communications for PepsiCo, and she's our guest on this edition of the Society for New Communications Research Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Lubetkin. PepsiCo offers the world's largest portfolio of billion-dollar food and beverage brands, including 19 different product lines, each generating more than a billion dollars in annual sales. The main businesses of PepsiCo, Frito-Lay, Quaker, Pepsi-Cola, Tropicana, and Gatorade also make hundreds of other foods and drinks that bring joy to consumers in more than 200 countries. The company was aware that the majority of its employees were likely to be engaging in social media, whether it was on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Wikipedia, or any of the other hundreds of social media channels available, and decided to engage employees in a training program to teach them how to use social media correctly. The program won an award in the internal communications category of the corporate segment of the Society for New Communications Research's Awards for Excellence in New Media Communications. Joining us to talk about the PepsiCo program is Sharon McIntosh. Sharon is Senior Director of Global Internal Communications for PepsiCo, where she oversees the internal strategy and channels for the company's nearly 300,000 associates. She previously worked in internal communications, corporate communications, marketing, and media relations at a range of companies, including Sears, Waste Management, and the Illinois Hospital Association. Sharon McIntosh, thanks for joining us on the Society for New Communications Research podcast. Delighted to be here, Steve. Sharon, the Pepsi company won a an award in the Snicker competition last year in the internal communications category, and this had to do with you training your employees in best practices for the use of social media. What made you feel that you needed to do training? Uh, many companies just make, take the easy way out almost and say no social media. Yeah, well, you know, it's a, it was an interesting start. At PepsiCo, we were really talking about our, our corporate reputation and our CEO's vision of performance with purpose, and we knew we wanted to have employees get out and be another trusted voice and in that conversation outside and uh, and how influential employees can be. I mean, you just look at the, the trust barometer from Edelman, and you can see the major impact employees can have. But the training piece in particular we thought was a very, very important first step in getting employees engaged. And it it specifically came from a study that we did um, back in late 2010. We did focus groups and surveys and um, um, specific conversations with leadership to really understand where our employees are. And I I would encourage any, any company that is going to do this to really do their homework before they really begin the the the, the next steps on the training. Now you had a couple of uh, concerns that you wanted to address before you actually trained people um, in terms of the value of employees in telling the story of Pepsi, um, and also the fact that they might not be familiar with the social media policy, and finally making sure that they were on safe ground talking about Pepsi. Right. Well, the first step, obviously, is that we had the social media policy in place. We had had it out there for several years, but 
we hadn't, um, when we talked to employees, most of them weren't aware of it. And I'm sure most employees aren't aware of many policies out there, but this is something that we, we didn't just need them to be aware of the policy, we needed them to understand the policy. So that was really critical to the training piece, obviously, and, and to really make it interesting and fun so that they would retain that information. So what were the first steps that you took in, in terms of putting this program in place? Well, we started with the, with the, uh, the research, which really gave us everything we needed. That It told us that we wanted to do the training. We, uh, it told us the format, so we, we, had, we knew it had to be online and reachable from our portal so that anyone could take the training. And, um, and then it was getting leadership approval, obviously. We worked very closely with legal. Legal, um, which most, most people are surprised to hear, legal was actually very supportive because I think legal understands that there's policies out there, and if you can do the training, that actually increases compliance. You had some challenges. Um, you did some translation of the training into Spanish and Portuguese. Are you, do you foresee going into other languages down the road? Yeah, I think we, we do. We just rolled out the Spanish and Portuguese versions this year, and uh, we had to do some customization for Brazil. For example, we did an Orkut uh, video in addition to the Facebook video that we had on there. But most of it seems to be pretty good in English, but we'll definitely continue to look, on it, uh, look at it from a country-by-country country basis. Um, we, uh, we just rolled it out in India, for example, but that was fine in English. So we're looking at that on a case-by-case case basis. However, our social media policy is a global policy. So the, the tenets are correct. It's just a matter of, of does it need the translation. And obviously in, in countries like China, for example, we would have to make some major revisions since they don't have Facebook. And just for our uh, less savvy listeners, Orkut is a very popular social media networking site in Brazil. Yeah, it's kind of their version of Facebook. So you create the training and you've delivered it through your employee training portal. Talk a little bit about that aspect of the program. Yeah, that, uh, that one was in, in most, most cases pretty easy to do. We, we worked with an outside consultant. Um, it had to be on a particular learning platform. He knew that platform, fortunately. And um, so we put it together. We knew it had to be interactive. We wanted to have uh, videos and a quiz and, and then all the good things you would expect from the training. And, um, and we had the pre-survey work and we included a post-survey work as well. So um, it's, it, it went up in a matter of months and, and very quickly. The, the one thing we, we did do, which I'd also recommend, is that uh, we did pilot it with about 100 employees first and included my own communications colleagues because they're, they're usually pretty honest about feedback. So we got some great feedback from them and tweaked it. We were, we were about you know, 80 to 90 percent there, but it just helped kind of take it to that, that next level that we wanted it to be. How many employees have uh, gone through the training at this point? About 5,000 have gone through it so far, which far exceeded our expectations because it's completely voluntary. And, and what does that qualify them to do once they complete the training? Does that give them permission to uh, post commentary about Pepsi? Or Yeah, one of the specific things we found in the, in the research was that our own employees didn't feel like they had permission to talk about PepsiCo, and one of the key things that the training does is tell them you have permission to talk about PepsiCo as long as you're abiding by the guidelines from the, the social media policy. 
So um, they can go on and post um, things on Facebook, on, on Twitter, um, and we have uh, put some new tools in place to help them do that much easier. And so what kinds of things are employees posting about the company, about the brand? Well, one of the one of the great things we did pretty quickly after we launched the training was we have a we have a daily newsletter called Pepline that goes out, and um, I had my team take a look at it with the PR team and said, you know, let's let's look at the content across the board and how much of this content is really, you know, information that could be shared externally and how much of it is internal. And what we found was 80% of the content could be shared externally. So we went back to our IT folks and said, you know, how can we make this newsletter work more like an external newsletter so that literally if there's an article in here that I want to share on my Facebook page, I can do it within one click. And it posts on my Facebook page. And if uh, you, Christy, for example, would go click on that, it would take you to PepsiCo.com. And it sits, the content sits on PepsiCo.com as well as, as on our internal newsletter. So, um we're, as we're looking at the kind of information that they're sharing, they, uh, they, you know, a lot of people, if, you know, in, like anything you'd share, it has to be personal, it has to be relevant to what you do. So anything, if you're working on a specific brand, if you're working on the Gatorade brand and there's something that, you know, you want to share, you're going to share that information. Um, in general categories, I would say they're sharing a lot of pride about PepsiCo, pride about PepsiCo as an employer and pride about PepsiCo in the community. And, and so most of the feedback you're getting from the employees uh, who've been through the training has been positive, I gather. Yeah, we've had really good stats come out of it. The, the, the best one for, from the legal perspective is I think before the training we found about uh, a third of the folks weren't aware of our social media policy. And, um, of course, it's almost 100% aware after they go through the training, but we've even seen... Um, a trend overall that uh, I think we've doubled the percentage overall uh, on awareness of the social media policy, which is great. And um, another stat that we, we loved that came out of the training was after you go through the training, that more than 90% say they're, they're more confident talking about PepsiCo and that more than half say they're more likely to talk about PepsiCo after the training. That's an important piece because not everyone wants to talk about their company on their social media channels, but what we found is that the training increases that, but we want to still respect that. If they don't want to share information, they want to keep keep that separate, that's perfectly fine. Now, um, unexpected consequences is, a, is part and parcel of the communications world. I have a big interest in the unexpected consequences of uh, programs and initiatives. Did you have any that you didn't anticipate? Yeah, the, the one thing that, uh, that, we, that probably surprised us when we went through the focus groups was that employees told us they wanted content developed by PepsiCo for them to share. We were thinking it was going to be very individual, but they, they were really looking to be safe in the social media space. I, I was surprised at how high their awareness was um, and how cautious they were in, a, in kind of a good way. And, um, and that's one thing we've, we've been looking at in the future is how do we make it easier for employees to share so that it's literally within one click. So what are some of the next steps in the rollout? What, what else do you have planned in terms of engaging employees in social media? Well, one of the great things that's come out of the, uh, the process is that we have 5,000 employees who are now trained. So we're starting to talk to them, 
and uh, we've created a, um, the name of the program, the name of the, the training is, is Social Media and Responsibility Training University or Smart U. And so we have a monthly newsletter that goes out that's called Smart U News. And that has tips and trends, um, Q&As, sample scenarios, um, things along those lines so that we're keeping employees engaged. And we've been using the, the graduates to reach out to for any sort of specific topic that comes up that we want to make sure they're aware. Um, and uh, we're also looking at additional training. So we had a, a Twitter session um, specifically on Twitter because employees told us they wanted to know more about that. And we held one in the day and one in the night to hit our, our international folks and uh, went through Twitter in much more detail about how to set up accounts. And again, just continue to reinforce that social media policy and reinforce that the reason why we're doing this is so that they have the ability to get out and, and talk about PepsiCo with their friends and family. And are you doing anything with the trained employees in terms of looking at what they're posting, looking at what their interest areas are, and giving them suggestions for other things they might engage about? Yeah, I think that's next step for us. We're starting to think through... Um, and really talk about what are sort of the categories of content that would be interesting and be for, you know, far more shareable and what type of format does that have to be in. I think that's kind of next step for us down the line. Well, it sounds great. Sharon, thanks very much for being with us on the Society for New Communications Research Podcast. Thank you, Steve. Sharon McIntosh is the Senior Director of Global Internal Communications for PepsiCo. And if you'd like to read more about the PepsiCo winning entry in the Society for New Communications Research Awards of Excellence, you can visit sncr.org forward slash node, N-O-D-E, forward slash 445. We produce this program in the studios of Lubetkin Global Communications in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, on the web at lubetkin.net. For everyone at the Society for New Communications Research, this is Steve Lubetkin. You can contact me at steve at lubetkin.net or on Twitter as Podcast Steve. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you out there on the net. Take good care.